Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your host, Raul Lascano, and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your host, Raul Lascano, you're on the clock. What's going on the clock fans? How are you doing? It has been a a long, long time since I got on here and then got to talk to you guys. Listen, I got, a, I got a lot of things I want to get off my chest, man. It's just be me for about 35 minutes. The boys from the Bay, they will be back with me on Monday. They had some things they had to take care of. Those guys are out running around, touring, and doing all kinds of stuff. So, listen, I got some shout-outs, some some things I want to say. Congratulations to teams that have done great. Uh, so, I'm going to do that first. Also, I got some great stuff here, man. Listen, I got some Tom Peller also NFL news about clubs and COVID outbreaks. DeAndre Hopkins retiring. I have Olympic news. I've got Alabama making a million dollars. Look, I got a whole bunch of stuff I got to tell you. There's there's a lot we got to talk about. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're on the clock. Oh my goodness! I know what you're thinking. Hey man, this is a little tough for a little you know a little Friday here, a little Ti. I'm back, but I thought it was fitting because it's been a long time since I got to talk to you guys. Got a lot of time. Uh, a lot of things I had to work out. A lot of things I had to get done and off my plate to uh, so I can be available for this. But listen, man, there's a, there's a lot of things that happen in sports. This has been gone. You know what I mean? Congratulations to Milwaukee Bucks. They are the NBA champions. It's been really fun watching that series with them and Phoenix Suns. It's been fun watching Giannis drive to Chick-fil-A and order a 50-piece uh, biscuit chicken meal thing, whatever he was going to get. Uh, but it was good to see that, man. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to the team. Um, what can you say? to an NBA champion, you know what I mean? And, and he, he earned it the long way. A lot of people are going to tell you, well, look, man, the super teams were injured, super teams were done, so that's why he got it. Well, th- that's not on him. That's not something that he had to, you know, pretty much take care of. You know what I mean? Like, that's not in his realm of control. He can't control that. If guys weren't healthy, that's on them. Him and his team, they were able to stay healthy. They were able to get the job done, and they got the job done. They handled the Phoenix Suns, in which I have a lot of things about to talk about them too, but I'm just going to hold off. I'm just going to hold off because I, the way I see basketball might be different from a lot of people. It might be different from how other people see basketball. I don't, I don't know how other people might take it, but I, I just don't see it the same way. And I think Chris Paul and Booker did a little too much one-on-one ISO, clear everybody out and try to, try to take people to the hoop type deal instead of playing team basketball, in which got them to the NBA Finals. Uh, the best basketball I saw them play was – 11 days off when, when, when Chris Paul wasn't there. So, again, shout-out to Milwaukee Bucks. They did great watching the parade, watching you know watching Giannis troll us with, with his long free throw and shooting the basket to the crowd. It was amazing to see. It was great to to be a part of. It was, it was really something, man. So congratulations to them, man. Also, congratulations. Shout-out to, I got to say, to the Tampa Bay Bucks, Tampa Bay. They got their Super Bowl rings. They, they had a Super Bowl party, I guess you would call it, and Everybody was excited. It was great to see, you know, the, the Bucks, uh, you know, celebrate it one more time, I guess, and, and just going into the season, getting their rings. And let me tell you something, those rings were amazing to look at. They spared no expense. They look amazing. They did a great job. There's pictures all over social media, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. 
It's amazing to see, man. It really, really is. Um, so congratulations to those two teams. Congratulations to those two franchises. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Those guys did did, did pretty good. Um, something I want to get off my chest here a little bit. I know this might seem a little strange. It might be a little... I have I have not been excited about these Olympics. Everybody else might be excited. People might be excited for it. You know, you know, it's the Tokyo Olympics. We didn't have one. You know, it's got postponed. I haven't been excited about it. I was kind of excited in the beginning of it with the, pro, the, the possibility of having it. I said it on many, 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 many podcasts before that I don't think any city or any place is ready to, um, I guess, inherit or take in the rest of the world into their city, if that, if that makes any sense, right? I don't know what the exact number is for Olympians that will be playing. I don't know the Olympians that the exact number of how many people that will be competing and then how many assistants will be coming and, you know, how many other coaches will be coming with those players. So I, I don't know the exact number, okay? But I do know it was going to prove to be a problem, especially during this pandemic, which here in Florida, nobody seems to think we have COVID, which, okay, whatever the case may be, but COVID does exist. It is around, right? And it's going to be almost like a COVID show a little bit because we're going to talk about some things. But here's here's the problem. Tokyo's on complete lockdown. These guys are locked down over in Tokyo, and they're trying to get ready to have the Olympics in Tokyo. Okay, you're ready to have the world with you in Tokyo, and you're not, you know, you're on lockdown. All right, I, I'm, I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. I, I just don't see this working out. I don't see this being good. I, I see cases of outbreaks happening, and we're going to lose other Olympians to this. And, and even if they're not sick, they have to sit out those days and get test negative and try to run. It's such a hassle to have. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that come out of this, right, um, going into, well, not even coming out, going into Tokyo was the fact that we don't even get Shikari Richardson to to run the 100 because of, of her, you know, her decision to to use marijuana. Okay. I still don't think marijuana is a big deal. I know what you're telling me. Oh, drugs and athletes, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that's been going on since the dawn of time, I guess, when, when you think about it with sports. And then with a the drug like marijuana that cannot enhance your performance, you know, I see. I don't see. You know, I don't see the the big deal. I get, and then again, another thing. Oh my God, drugs a big deal. It is, but remember, this is the same Olympics that went ahead and banned swimsuits from being used by the swimmers. Okay, so if the swimmers were using suits to enhance their performance, you didn't ban the swimmers from going. You banned the suit from going. Okay, so it's it's not it's not even across the board of what you're trying to do. You know, you're trying to hurt her and, and her career. Okay, we'll move on. We've gone over that's old news. Okay, I guess so. Here's something else that comes out of Tokyo. Anybody that's been watching or, or trying to stay close to this, Becca Myers, okay? Becca Myers is an athlete who is deaf and blind, okay? She performs uh, um, in, the, in the Olympics, and, and this is what she... This is something that happened to her. Now, now hear this out. I'm going to read this tweet, and this is this is heartbreaking, okay? Um, Becca Myers goes on to say, It's heartbroken to share that I will be withdrawing from the Tokyo Paralympic Games. The USOPC has repeatedly denied my reasonable and essential accommodation because of my disability, leaving me no choice. The full statement is below. This is her statement. I've had make I have I have had to make the gut-wrenching decision to withdraw from the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics. I'm angry, I'm disappointed. Most of all, I'm sad not to be representing my country. The USOPC has denied a reasonable essential accommodation for me as a deaf-blind athlete to be able to compete in Tokyo, telling me repeatedly that I do not need a personal care assistant, which is PCA, 
who I trust, and that's in quotations. They're telling her she does not need this because there will be a single, and single means one, PCA on staff that is available to assist myself and 33 other Paralympic swimmers. She is a swimmer, folks. Nine of whom are also visually impaired. The USPOC has approved me having a trusted PCA, has um, has pro- uh, approved me... For, uh, the USP, the USOPC has approved me having a trusted PCA, my mom, at all international meets since 2017. But this time is different. With COVID, there are new safety measures and limits and non-essential staff in place. Rightfully so, but a trusted PCA is essential for me to compete. So in 2021, why, as a disabled person, am I still fighting for my rights? I'm speaking up for the future generations of Paralympic athletes and hope that they never have to experience the pain I've been through. Enough is enough. So let me get this fucking straight. This young woman who is deaf and blind, and which, by the way, if you did not know, here's an interesting fact. I know you guys like numbers. 0.02% of the world's population is deaf and blind. I know what you're thinking. Oh, zero point. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Okay. That's a lot of people. This young woman has gone through the struggles of being deaf and blind. I can't even fathom the struggles she's gone through in her life, the emotional um, ups and downs she had to go through. But Becca Myers found a way to compete in the Olympics as a swimmer. And the one thing she's asking as a PCA, as somebody, a personal care assistant, is her mother, the one that's been taking care of her all her life. I understand there's COVID rules, but you mean to tell me one person at the Olympics, one PCA assistant is going to take care of 33 other Paralympic swimmers, helping them get around in Tokyo, helping them do other stuff? No, they're not. This is, this is, this is the stuff that I, I get frustrated with because we have people in positions making decisions they don't know what they're talking about or even trying to fathom taking care of the person. This is not... I want to bring my best friend over to experience Tokyo or we want to go do things. I'm bringing an entourage. This is a woman who's asking to have a personal care assistant, which is her fucking mom. What the fuck are we doing over here? This is her mother. Who would want to be walked around Tokyo by a total stranger for, for your, your audience, here audience. You're blind and deaf, right? If you're driving, do not do this. If you're driving, don't do this. But if you're sitting at home, if you're listening on the podcast, if you even if you're at work, close your eyes and put your fingers in your ears. Now ask one somebody that you're a stranger that you don't know to help you get to your car. You're not gonna feel comfortable. And that's just going to your car. She wants her mom to help her. We can't get this done. We can't get this done, the Olympic Committee. You can't get this done for them. It's a case-by-case scenario. There's things that are going to change. You're going to have to accommodate people. And these events, I believe, I believe, and I could be wrong, I believe are after the Olympics or working their way into the Olympics or towards the end of it. So if, 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 if COVID becomes a big problem in Tokyo, which it already is, and you shut down the Olympics, this is getting shut down it too. You just can't approve her mom going? You know what I'm saying? It's that mom's not trying to get a free ride at anybody. This is her daughter. And here's the other kicker. The USOPC has approved since 2017 her mom going with her already. 
This is something that's already done. But with COVID, they need to have safety measures. I get all this shit, man. This is their mom, though. Her mom's not going to teach her how to swim faster or do it. She's taking care of her personal care assistant, helping her get her on Tokyo, somebody she trusts. She trusts her mom. Who doesn't trust her mother? Well, if you don't trust your mother, that's another issue that you need to go pay a doctor for for an hour. But, it, I mean, this is, this is to me, is, is mind-blowing that, that we're going to do this to a lady. And then she's ha- she feels no other way. She's like, I can't go to Tokyo with strangers. They're on lockdown. Have you seen what's going on in Tokyo? Has anybody watched the news lately? This lady's going to go over there, compete, and feel fine for the next five, six weeks, however long that she has to be there. This, this is a bit much. But this is coming out of the Olympics. I don't think the Olympics is a good idea right now. I don't think it. I don't think a lot of stuff that we're doing in America right now in this country or other countries is, is okay. Right? Like I don't max capacity at games again. Like, okay, we're going to see how this works. We already got the Delta variant, Delta, whatever virus, whatever that's coming out of COVID. Okay. Now what else is going to come? I know everybody wants to go back to normal. I shoot. I want to go back to normal, but it's, it's going to take a little while. I don't think the Olympics and bringing every single country in the world into one location is going to help on top of the fact that they already have problems there. And the one person that makes her feel comfortable in all this fucking madness is her mother. And we're saying, no, it is reasonable and essential accommodation. Reasonable. This Becca's probably paying for the ticket for them both to get there anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. This is her mother. This is her mother. That's what's coming out of the Olympics. It just, it makes no sense to me. What also doesn't make any sense to me is college football players or college athletes getting paid. And I, I, I trust me, I know what you can tell me. Oh, that's wrong. They should get paid. I think they should get something. I do think they should get something. And they should be also control. Have you guys ever seen an 18-year-old, 19, 20-year-old that gets $500 and goes crazy? Have you ever seen them get financial aid money that comes back? They go crazy. They go nuts with buying all this stuff. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Well, guess what? In Alabama, the University of Alabama, Nick Saban said on Tuesday that the sophomore quarterback, Bryce Young, the team's, I guess, starter in 2021 or soon-to-be starter, has already earned close to $1 million in endorsement deals. Now, this is two, three days ago. I haven't been around, but I got to get this off my chest. Or what the fuck? This is the work. One million dollars. The kid hasn't thrown a ball in one college game. He's going to get a million dollars. Why even play? Why even play? Now, again, we're on we're on uncharted territory with this whole thing. This might be good for one year. And the NCAA said, look, we did it for one year. Sorry, but we, we can't continue because there's going to be a problem. There's going to be an issue here. You know what I'm saying? There, there has to be. A, and these kids, they're young kids. They're young kids. Think about it. Think about yourself as, a, as an adult and what you've done with money when you got money or good credit, how you screwed up your own credit and done other things and wish you can get in and stuff, get out of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like they're young kids are going to make bad decisions. How are we going to handle this? You know what I'm saying? For a million dollars, you could try to play from here to Greece, have a great vacation, come back. You know what I'm saying? Like this, I don't know what the psyche is for the, for the player. Does this make other backup players work harder? You know what I'm saying? The NCAA is going to get theirs. They're going to, they added more playoff games, so maybe not this year, next year, but they're, they're, they're figuring, well, shoot, if you're going to get money, we're going to get more out of you. We're going to get more games out of you. And guess what? You can't, you can't declare for the NFL yet because you're still playing for a national championship. 
You know what I'm saying? We added 12 teams. Here we go. 12 teams are playing for it. Good luck. You're in the top 15. What are you, you're not going to play in December, November? You're not going to declare for that draft. A million dollars to Bryce Young, quarterback. And again, this is ESPN's top 100 or top 300. He's number one. He's, he's supposed to be the next best thing coming out of Alabama. But this kid already made a million dollars, and all he did was strap up cleats and play their, their crimson tide, roll tide game, their scrimmage. He's only had a scrimmage. Now, this is great for Alabama, Nick Saban. This is the greatest marketing tool and recruiting tool that he says, other than just telling people, you come to Alabama, you're going to make a million dollars. Come to Alabama, I'll make you a million dollars. That's the greatest recruiting tool, other than the fact that we're winning. Well, you come over here, now you can make a million. I wonder what the guy on the bench is going to make. I wonder what that guy's going to make. I wonder how much money he's going to make, because he still would play 20, 40, 50,000. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, college players getting money is nothing new. It's just legal now. Don't get it twisted. Boosters, coaches, alumni, they found ways to take care of their players. Especially at a power five school. They're going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? They might not put the money directly in your pocket, but you're never going to pay for a meal. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to pay for the meal, and you're never going to have to. You want to go somewhere? We got a car for you. It's a school car. Here's the keys. Don't get into an accident. They're going to find ways. The graduate assistant, he'll take you. He'll Uber you around. You know what I'm saying? College players and money, this is nothing new. It's just legal now. University of Miami started this. I know you don't believe that, but what do you think Uncle Luke was doing? Giving advice about the rap game? No. Who's funding those players? Every single school has done this. We've seen movies about this. Remember Nick Nolte and Blue Chips with freaking um, Shaq and Penny? It's, it's happened. It's always happened. Remember the movie The Program? They've always taken care of guys. Colleges do this. It's just legal now. It's just insane to me that this young man is... is I mean, good for him, right? Good for him. He made a million dollars endorsements. What does he have to prove now? What does he have to do? He's a sophomore. He plays two more years. His kid's $3 million. Why go to the NFL? Just finish your degree and go home. There's nothing else you need to do. And they're going to tell me, oh, it's the love of the game. It's the love of the game, man. It's the love of the game. Yeah, sure. I would love college football, too. And don't get me wrong, Tim Tebow will probably make twice as much as that if he was playing in, in this era. In this era, he probably would play and, and, and make that make twice as much. But it's just insane. We're talking a million dollars. There's there's defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators at major colleges that are not making a million dollars. I know you find that hard to believe, but it's true. There's assistant coaches and graduate assistants that are not making a million dollars. This kid hasn't even set foot. As a sophomore, how old is he? How old are you as a sophomore? What do you think it is? I know it sounds crazy to ask you that because you can't, I can't hear your answer. But as a sophomore, he's what, 19? He's 20 years old, something like that? Graduate 18, if he, if he joined early at Alabama, which a lot of guys do, you join early, you don't even finish, you don't even walk with your class, you just, you know, I'm going to go to Alabama. You leave in December, you don't even wait for graduation in May the next year. You know what I'm saying? So he went to Alabama, 18, 19, now he's 19, 20, going on 20, he's made a million dollars? Bro, what do you have to, what do you have to prove? Who gives a shit about the national championship? Who cares? You're not going to be better than, you know what I'm saying, Mac Jones and other guys anyway. Two of them. You're never going to have that kind of clout. But you got a million dollars, which is amazing. And I guess it's NIL deals that he got with, with how he got his endorsements. And he's getting paid. Nick Saban's always been for the guys that advocate for athletes. 
uh, and again, good good for him. And a lot of these athletes that signed with Barstool Sports and all these other programs and online stuff. And Derek King, I think he made twenty thousand dollars. And Derek King is a proven freaking quarterback for the University of Miami as a senior. He's a proven quarterback, and I think he only made like forty fifty grand. This kid made a million dollars. He didn't even strap up the cleats and played in a home game in Alabama. Okay, that's cool. He's gonna make a million dollars. It's I, I don't I don't agree with how much they're making. I hope there's there's a regulation. I hope there's a financial class these guys are taking. I hope somebody's telling them, yes, this is your money that you can get at the end of your four years once you've gotten your degree. I think that's better. Once you decide to leave the school, this is what you're getting. Uh, to have a million dollars right now as a sophomore, I'm not studying for three four weeks. I'm gonna buy my degree. I'm going to donate some of this money. They're going to put a hall after my name. They're going to name a building after me or something, and I'm done. They're going to the gym floors, the scoreboard in the gym. Something's going to be named after me. I'm not, I'm not paying. I'm not going to school. I'm done. I'm done. And don't tell me I'm crazy or I'm wrong. You, you know you're thinking it too. You know you're thinking it too. This is a bit much. So good for him, good for Alabama, good for Bryce Young. It's the greatest recruiting tool to have that you can make a million dollars if you go to Alabama. Nick Saban. I mean, without even saying it, was basically saying it, which is amazing and good for them. Hey, so listen, on the clock fans, don't go anywhere. That's just the first half of it. I'm going to do a quick little break, quick little endorsement here. Our sponsors are going to hit you up. Um, and then right after that, I want to talk about what's coming out of the NFL. I want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins' tweet. I want to talk about him possibly retiring, Cole Bees. There's things that are going on that's going to affect the NFL and, and sports as it is. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're on the clock. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. Real soap for real men. Or don't, and continue to be mommy's little helper. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. That was a quick little break. Thank you for our sponsor, Dr. Squatch. I freaking love that soap. I'm not going to lie to you, man. If you haven't gotten it, you got to go get it. Um, You know, wash like a man, smell like a champion type deal. It's beautiful. It really is. Uh, so in other news, things that are coming out of the NFL, there was a little bit of breaking news just yesterday uh, around 1.08 p.m. I cannot say this man's name, so I'm going to screw this up. But Tom Pelissero, I think that's how you say it, was tweeting yesterday about 1.08 p.m. Uh, talking about some things that are coming out of the NFL. Okay, now strap in, check this out. If you haven't heard already, the NFL just informed clubs that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seeding. These are per sources. These are massive, massive implications. This is huge. This is huge. Other key aspect of today's memo, vaccinated individuals who test positive or asymptomatic can return to duty after two negative tests uh, in a 24-hour period. That's great. Unvaccinated individuals still subject to mandatory 10-day isolation. Yeah, we figured that'd be, the, you know, that's still the case. Um, the league intends to pep to play the entire 272 game schedule over 18 weeks, 17 games per the club. Um 
And this day went on to quote, we do not anticipate adding a 19th week to accommodate games that cannot be rescheduled within the current 18 weeks of the regular season. Play on time or don't play. Jesus. <laughs> Listen to the NFL double down. You don't want to get vaccinated? That's fine. NFL, don't get vaccinated. It's your body. It's your choice. Do not do it. You don't have to. You don't want to get vaccinated? That's cool, man. We're, we're with it. We get it. But if you're the reason to blame, your team's going to forfeit. And oh, by the way, here's the other news for you folks. If they have to reschedule a game, that team has to pay the money up to the NFL for getting the game rescheduled. Do you know how much it costs to reschedule a damn game in the NFL? It is close to $70 million. It's seven. Could you imagine if it's a home? If let's say it's Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Dallas Cowboys. Could you imagine Jerry Jones having to pay the money to Tampa Bay Bucks because they, you know, they had an outbreak. We take the forfeit and here's 70 million because we screwed up your day. We screwed up your your club. We have to get risk. Oh, yeah, we're we're sorry about that. Could you imagine that? Oh, you, you don't want to get vaccinated? No, that's fine, man. Don't don't get vaccinated. It's cool, bro. But if it's you. Understand that this this is going to be a problem. Understand that this is going to be an issue here. Here's also something from that memo. Okay, this is going to be a must. Uh, says the teams responsible for canceled games because of an outbreak among unvaccinated players staff will be reasonable, or I'm sorry, will be responsible for the financial losses and subject to potential discipline from the commissioner. Oh shit, Cole Beasley. Looks like you just went to early retirement, Bubba. You're done. And all these guys, now here's, here's a twist. Here's a twist. And I know I'm being sarcastic and, and you know, and, and really rubbing it in. The NFL is telling you, you do not have to get vaccinated, but here it goes. This is what happens. For you not being vaccinated, if you are the reason the outbreak or the, con, the, the tracing comes back towards your way and you're the problem, you, that team, your team forfeits, you forfeit that game and then that team has the financial responsibility to pay it back to help cope with the losses. That is amazing, mind-blowing news. And what a way for the NFL to basically say, you're going to go get that needle in your arm. I don't care what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and now expect a lot of this to go on. Expect this back and forth as we go into the season. There's going to be an, a certain amount of players that do not want that vaccination. Cole Beasley has been not only, and again, he's not the only player, but he's been the loudest. He's been the one going on everywhere his talk show. He's saying the most that he does not want to get the vaccination and he can't be forced to get vaccinated. And if he does, he's reti- he'd rather retire. He doesn't want to put nothing in his body. It's your body. The NFL said that stri- it, is what, it is your choice. But this is what's going to happen. You're still going to social distance. You're still going to wear your mask everywhere you go. If you're vaccinated, you do not have to. If you're unvaccinated, you need to be separated from the team. Could you imagine on road games, you got to go on the bus or the plane and the hotel. You get your own room, which you might have to. Well, maybe now when I say that, it might sound pretty good for some guys. But again, you're, you're isolated from your team because you chose this. And if you're the one that does the outbreak, well, not only are you blamed for the, for the loss because we got a forfeit because of you, now the owner has to pay the check. You don't think he's going to come collect? Of course he is. Of course he's going to get that money from somewhere. You think a $70 million hit to an owner's pocket is light? You think they're going to be okay with that? No. They're going to find a way to get that back up out of you. They're going to find a way. And then with this news about the COVID and discipline and financial responsibility and having to deal with the commissioner, 
Okay, because I know what you're thinking. Like, how, why would why would they need to handle the commission? Why would the commissioner step into this? Well, I mean, you didn't follow the rules. And we all know how Roger Goodell is with rules. You got to follow the rules. There is no if, ands, or buts. I mean, there is no gray area. It's black or white. You don't want to do this. This is what's going to happen. And again, that's a $70 million hit, man. That I don't see. That, to me, that's just, <laughs> that's just amazing for them to even double down like this and have to get vaccinated. And other news coming in the NFL about vaccinations, about, you know, the possibility of, of not getting back. DeAndre Hopkins, who is, or, you know, and you can make the argument if you want to, it probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, or at least top five in the NFL right now, okay? I know what you're thinking. Thank you for saying top five role. You're welcome. He's probably one of the top five in the NFL. He let out a tweet yesterday learning about the news from the NFL and that you can be held responsible financially and you could get in trouble. And if, if you are the reason why we have to have an outbreak and you're the reason we forfeit learning this news, this is what he tweeted out. Never, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. That was 40 minutes after he read what the what the um, what the NFL has issued out to the clubs about the vaccinations, about the forfeits. Forty minutes later, now his tweet he did take down, but he did put up another tweet that said "freedom?" Question mark. If the NFL gets more players like DeAndre Hopkins, we're not talking about some second tier guy. We're not talking about a practice squad guy. Even though their voices matter, the the league is not, is not going to do anything for them. We all know that. That's the hardcore. Truth, that's that's rough and raw. It is what it is. They're not going to take care of that guy. But if you get more players like DeAndre Hopkins that choose to to opt out of here, I'm leaving because I don't get vaccinated. If, if he gets 20, 30, 40, 50 people to think like him, what happens to the NFL? Is it next man up? Is it? How about season tickets to watch Tom Brady? If Tom Brady decided not to play this year because he doesn't want to get vaccinated... Do you know what that does to the city of Tampa? Do you know what it does to the organization, their division, their conference? What does the NFL do then if 30-plus prime stars, I'm talking about the creme de la creme, the best of the crop, sit there and say, listen, we're not playing. I'd rather, I'd rather just retire. Thank you so much. I'm out of here. Your top stars, two weeks, three weeks before the preseason game gets started, they just, I'm out of here. See you. Could you imagine that? That's unbelievable to me. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, he's very adamant about it. You know, he he went back and forth with Jalen Ramsey yesterday talking about, you know, his sister's brother was in the, is in the military, took the vaccination, and a few days later he had very heart troubles. So, you know, he, he and again, it's his right, but it's also the NFL and the NFL's right to do what they're doing. You know what I mean? We don't have to like it. We don't have to agree with it, but it is their right. They can do what they want. They can play hardball. They can make it tough on teams. They're basically telling everybody needs to be vaccinated so they can go, which for the NFL, they really want because why? They're, they have no worries. They have no problems. Now, we all know if you follow the science that you can still get COVID even being vaccinated. So I don't know how this even helps or does anything. You know what I'm saying? The teammates are not going to hate you because you chose not to do it because maybe some of them feel the same way. They just aren't the ones in the situation. You know what I mean? But if we keep losing stars like DeAndre Hopkins, 
you know, I'm not worried about Cole Beasley. Nobody is. Nobody has a poster of Cole Beasley in their bedroom. Nobody's picking him in fantasy points. Like, nobody gives a shit about Cole Beasley. Now you're talking DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk Michael Thomas. Let's talk Alvin Kamara. Let's talk Derrick Henry. Let's talk Julio Jones. You know what I'm saying? You start taking some of these premier... Let's talk Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr. Tom Brady. Let's take some of these guys that we want to watch. And they go Mike Evans. Godwin. Scotty Mitchell. Antonio Brown. You just keep going off the list. Name all the best players. Doesn't matter. Devontae Adams. It's going to be an issue. Guys on defense, too. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a problem. If these guys band together and say, we're not playing or you know, whatever the case is, we're not doing it and we don't care, whatever, what does the NFL do then? Just screw them? Yeah, screw it. We're just next man up it. Nobody's want to watch the second string, third string guy. Nobody gives a care. Nobody cares. They're still going to watch sports. I, I agree with that. They're going to watch the sports, but I wonder what they say and what they do. I wonder what the message, because the NFL has never handled things like this very great. You know what I mean? Like, the Black Lives Matter movement, the things that were going on, the the NBA takes care and listens to their players. They, they actually care about what they want. The NFL is nothing like the NBA. They're they're not going to give. They don't give two shits about the players and what they want. They don't they don't really care. If they do, they do a great job not showing it. But they don't they don't actually care. You could feel the genuine sincerity coming from the NBA. The players run that league. The players in the NFL do not run the league. They are being ran. Okay. So this might be a way for them to kind of, you know, change the narrative a little bit, change the revolt, flip the seats, you know, or whatever you want to call it. It could be. Who knows? I know I definitely want to see DeAndre Hopkins. I want to see what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? I know Tyler, Tyler Murray would love to see him. It just It's a bit much, man. And we're not done with this. And if we can't get anybody to agree to get on the field or be vaccinated or unvaccinated or do whatever the case may be, then maybe we shouldn't have a season either. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, and, you know, no, that's crazy to say that. We've been waiting for the NBA Finals to be over. We don't want to see them anymore. Basketball's not that interesting. Blah, blah, blah. We want to see the NFL, especially here in Florida. In Florida, we, we are an NFL state. We are a football state. We want to see that more than we want to see baseball, the Olympics, or anything else. We, you know, we'll watch the NBA Finals. We'll watch these Stanley Cup Finals. We'll, we'll see all that stuff because it, it's amazing to watch. But to be honest with you, this is a football fucking state. And if a lot of players that opt out, could you imagine Trevor Lawrence? Like, yeah, you know what? I agree with him. Yeah, I don't want to do the Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. Can you imagine these guys? Like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Thanks, man. Devontae, Devontae Smith. <laughs> Najee Harris. The young guy's like, yeah, I'm not doing this either. Ben Roethlisberger. Let's say he doesn't want to do it. it there's, there's, what do you do then? There's some things you got to think about there. I don't think it's next man up. It might be. I think they find a way to backtrack and, okay, well, look, we'll do this. You know what I mean? We'll meet you halfway. But it is what it is. It's just crazy to me they double down. It's just crazy to me. Hey, F your guys' feelings. F your guys' feelings. You, no, no, you can give, you know, you don't have to, no, don't. Vaccination. You don't have to do that. You ain't got to get vaccinated, bro. You just can't fucking play. That's it. You can't play. See you later. NFL's a cutthroat business. Football's a cutthroat business. Um, so it's going to be, we're going to be interested to see that. Listen, 
that's all the time I got for you, man. I just wanted to get on here and say hello. How are you doing? Um, we were unfortunate. Uh, Freddie Stevenson, former FSU player, national champion, he couldn't be on the show. I really, really, really look forward to the reschedule with him. Um, he had some things that came up emergency-wise that he had to take care of. But it, trust me to tell you, he's going to be a great one. I, I want to talk about his book. I want to talk about him, life after football, things like that. So that's going to be a great guest. And I also have other, other many, many funny guests that are going to get on here. I don't want to kind of ruin it, it, it but they're going to be here. Just trust me. Lock in. Don't go anywhere. If you love today's podcast, listen, subscribe to the show. It's completely free. You hit the subscribe. You don't miss an episode whatsoever. If you want to join the debate, you get on Facebook. You look us up, OTC Sports, okay? If you want to hit me up on Instagram, On The Clock Radio is my Instagram. Hit me up. I love debating. I love talking to people. Hell, if you want to come on to the show, send me an email, ontheclock20 at gmail.com. That's all you got to do. It's that simple. People hit me up all the time. I'm scheduling all the time to talk to people. I love talking to people. If you don't know, go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to there. I'm trying to build that thing up. Listen, man, you guys be safe this weekend. Don't do anything crazy. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your time. Be humble. Stay safe. And if you haven't talked to somebody in a very, 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 very long time, this weekend might be the good weekend to go hit them up, see how they're doing, talk to them, love them up a little bit, make sure they're okay. You guys be safe. And I'll talk to you on Monday. And the boys from the Bay will be back. All right? Reggie Edwards and Tyrone Benson, they'll be here with me. Love you guys. Be safe. God bless. See ya. Don't forget, you're on the clock.